0: Welcome everybody to the Purpose Driven Podcast by Alex Cornwall. I am so excited to be here today to learn about an up and coming entrepreneur here that we have in town, Bowman Lou. He's a friend. Um, he's a colleague. He's somebody that I've been I've gotten to know now for almost two years or so, and I'm just excited to explore his life and where he's come and where he's going, and just his energy that he brings. So, welcome, Bo. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on board (laughs) here. Um, How long have we known each other now? Two years? Two years and change, I think. Has it been two already? Yeah. Or has it been only a year and a half? No, it's been two. Yeah. Well, Bo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm excited to have you on. (laughs) Honestly, you're up and coming. You're an entrepreneur here in in Southern Utah. Yeah. Um, You've got your hands in almost every little thing. I love it that you're always coming to me like business ideas. I got this. I got this. I got that. Yep. You know, and, and what you've got going on. But but tell us, tell us about you. Where you're from? Cool. Sure. Your upbringing, all of the yeah. above.
1: So Southern Utah, pretty much raised. Uh, Families from Hawaii. Okay. So my dad's from the Big Island. He's Hawaiian. My mom's was grew up in Laie, which is on Oahu. Okay. So like where the PCC and all the BYU Hawaii and stuff. That's her town. Um, but she's Caucasian, but was raised in Hawaii. Um, and then since then kind of grew up here in St. George, uh, I was born in Salt Lake, raised here in St. George since I was about nine, we moved from Hawaii. So we, we did a lot of moving around. Uh, but since that move, when I was nine years old to St. George, been here almost ever since, uh, grew up, went to Snow Canyon high school, played football, played rugby, um, went on a mission to Mexico, which was fun. Yeah. What part uh, of Mexico? Guadalajara. Guadalajara hmm Awesome. Quite a lot. I speak Spanish. Uh super fun experience. Got to serve people. Um, that's kind of where I truly fell av- well, a little bit forcefully, right? Because that's what you do there, right? Is yep. serve and preach and stuff. Um, but I really fell in love with serving people. Just the feeling of being able to serve others without any expectation of any sort of compensation or anything in return. Yeah. Um, so just being able to go do that and serve and learn Spanish and, you know, have those experiences were super cool. Yeah. And then shortly after that, went to Weber state up in Ogden, Utah, played football for them for two years, got on the team for, as a long snapper was my position. Really? And then I eventually transferred into being a fullback. So I was there for two years trying to figure out the whole college thing. And I'm like, man. School sucks. <laughs> like, didn't love it. Wasn't super motivated in it. Um, the only reason why you wanted to play football, right? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> totally, much? Totally. Yeah. Okay. The only reason why I was kind of set on college was to play football. Yeah. But
0: Well, I mean, go, let's go back to that point in your life. I mean, you're raised here. You played football. You're a big dude. I mean, you are, trust me, like you're the one guy that's like, damn, I can just be like Bo when I grow up. I mean, did you have any aspirations to move, go on and and play in like the NFL or anything like that? Totally. Is that why you went to college? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So why did, why did that stop?
1: So it was kind of a weird turn, right? But like ever since I was little, 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 my dad was high school football coach. My dad played in college, my brothers, brother-in-laws played in college. So it's like. That's what we do. Yeah. And so from a very young age, like I started working out with my dad at the gym five days a week when I was eight years old.
0: Okay. So that's, so like, where, that's where the biceps and everything comes from. <laughs> <laughs> but it
1: was fun because I was actually really small, like growing up. I'm, Bullshit. I really was though. Like I have pictures of when I was like little league football and I was short and slow and small. Really, but I loved playing, and I was just like had a kind of tenacious attitude about me. Yeah, so I wasn't fast enough to play any other position besides line. Just because I was slow <laughs> at that time.
0: I, 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 I'm, <laughs> in, I'm in that club, actually. That's that's where I got stuck to. Yeah. Yep. So I just
1: my dad's like, hey, you know, this is what you know. We train, train your brothers, train you know high school kids. If you really want a shot at this, you just you have to work really hard because it's not you don't have any real I guess, God-given talent in this sport, really. And oh. it was funny because when I was younger, when I was like fourth grade, my dad actually tried to push me to not play.
0: Really? Why and, is that?
1: I honestly don't know. You've never I've asked never him? i never really asked him. Um, maybe it was the money at that time. Maybe he didn't want to see me, you know, go through that trial of the hardships of not being great at it, I guess. Because like my older brother was pretty good. Like, yeah. Pretty gifted, taller, faster,
0: a little bit more talented. I think I think you bring up a good point just about life in general that nothing's handed to us. No, I mean yeah, you can have talents. God will give you talents, and and, and people are talented. Mm-hmm. But if you're not go out there constantly working on yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's kind of what you went through. Is like, no, I wanted this. Mm-hmm. That was your mentality back then. Yeah. Is it because your dad was pushing you out that you Honestly, wanted it I more? Think so I think is that so. why? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because it was
1: like. Because me and my dad always had a really good relationship. And, like, now we work, like, three or four businesses together. Yeah. So we have a great relationship. Um, but at a young age, I'm like, Dad, like, I kind of – we never had, like, a full-on conversation about it. But I was just like, hey, like, we do – like, we're a football family. I'm your youngest boy. Like, why are you kind of pushing me away from it? And I was a young kid, yeah. but I just wanted to – it came to a t- point where I'm like, Dad, like, I'm playing football. Like you have that desire, that burning desire to to do it, mow lawns to pay for it, or you know, whatever. Like, I really want to play football, yeah. Then he's like, Hey, then literally, I remember that day he came home from work and he had a full on like three ring binder, and it was like a contract. (laughs) He's like, Hey, this is what you're gonna do if you're serious about this. We have to start now, yeah, because you're the smallest kid in your team, like slowest, like, we have to train now, yeah. And so like, long story short, not to harp on that too much, but went from training five days a week since I was eight years old to becoming senior football captain of my team. Second strongest, second biggest senior year of football. And I had two offers to go play college football my senior year. Your was senior right? year. Mm-hmm.
0: And you went, to, you went on to play. So, so what made you transition out of that football? I mm-hmm. mean, if you loved it that much and it was that big of a desire, why did you transition out?
1: Honestly, I so there's it was like a lot of things moving around at that time. Yeah, had a death in the family, which was pretty tough. Um, actually, the girl I thought I was going to marry, we broke up, so like I had that kind of going for me. And I just, I don't know, did a lot of praying, meditating, like what is going on? Because I felt like, hey, this was my path. Yeah, and then it was just like felt like it was a hardcore stop, didn't sit right, didn't feel good. So I just decided, well, you know. My heart's already set, so at that point with that girl we we realized because we were both student athletes, yeah, we can't both be student athletes and still if we're gonna try to get married and do all that stuff, like we this logistically wouldn't work. So the plan was to come to Dixie and she would keep doing her sport at Dixie and then I would work, yeah, so we excuse me we made those plans, and ours already like moved out, moved everything here, and then we broke up and I was like, well, this Might is God's well just... plan that I need to come back
0: home for something. I don't know what. So and then, but, then you just stayed. Yeah, and gratefully so because now you're married to a, a wonderful yeah. woman, Sarah. She's I know awesome. Sarah, she's yep. amazing. Yeah, and you guys have an amazing relationship. Yeah, and she's stronger than you. Yeah, so she can out <laughs> she can out deadlift you out out squat you. Which is crazy to yep. think about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is actually funny that we legit, uh, like a week ago, because we both are into bodybuilding, right? Yeah. We train for it. And that's kind of like, we have goals and aspirations to be successful in mm-hmm. that realm of things. And so we measured our legs and literally her legs are like an inch smaller, maybe. <laughs> so like, she's not much smaller than me. And I was like, oh, damn. like I need to do more leg in. days. <laughs> That's so fun, but it was oh, it man. was kind of fun. But, That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So
0: take us back. I mean, when you moved back here, I, what was what made you decide? Because you you immediately went into real estate. Almost, almost. So I, went,
1: I went back to Dixie. Okay. And I I kind of literally in like four months, I probably thought I was going to be everything under the sun in those four months. I thought I was going to be a doctor. Thought I was going to be a police officer, firefighter. <laughs> start different businesses. Like yeah. I was just all over the face, all over the place trying to find myself. And then I was really pursuing the whole police route because I'm a bigger dude. I kind of like that aspect of, you know, service and serving your community, Yeah, but it just didn't stick. I don't know. I, I started going to school for criminal justice and I, the school thing
0: again, <laughs> you just like, I can't do it. But I'm
1: like, this, is, this isn't it. So then I didn't get my degree, but I tried to apply um, for the police academy and they didn't take me because there was like 200 applicants. And like, I think they only accepted 12. They're like, well, you're like, you fit everything. You're just mentally. And I was like 21 at the time. They're like, you're just not quite there maturity wise, mindset wise at the time. Yeah. So like, Okay. Like whatever, whatever. And then it was back to kind of the drawing board. Square
0: so, one. That's when you decided maybe school is not for you. Yep. It's, you sound like me. It took me eight years to get a two-year degree.
1: <laughs> I, I, was, I
0: was that kid. Yep. I could be a freaking doctor by now if I just actually applied myself. But I had the same same mentality about school. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going and sitting there and I just couldn't grasp it. I don't know why. Yeah. It was hard for me just to grasp the concept of why am I learning this out of a book? Don't get me wrong. School, I think, is very important for people. Definitely. You know, very important. But i think they ingrain mediocrity a lot yeah and i just couldn't i just couldn't do it because yeah. of that and maybe i was wrong at that time maybe i should have because when i was going through th- school i was dead broke yeah i had nothing going on in my life mm-hmm. so but yeah school it's i have the same concept with school it was just hard yeah it was just really hard
1: hard and like i don't know i just didn't click because obviously you start right right with your generals mm-hmm. and so you're taking like all these BS classes that you're like, I'm never going to need this information. Exactly. Like, study of rocks. Like I thought we did this when we were in like third grade. <laughs> like why am I 20 years old learning about rocks again? Like Yeah. So I just, I didn't, it didn't fit me. So then I kind of started meeting Sarah at that time. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of got to start paying, you know, being an adult. So then I started working.
0: You got to tell us the story when you first met her. Uh-huh. And you've told me the story before, and I love it, about you guys going to the gym together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got to tell us that story. So
1: quick, quick story. We met at like one of those like true trailblazers Halloween dance. So you find somebody, you kiss them at the fountain, and then that's just, well, it is, that's. That's what it is. The party. Okay. So we met each other, made out at the fountain. I was like, hey, this is not bad. Like, what's your name? yeah who
0: are you (laughs) yeah okay that's how you met your wife yeah this is started
1: off because we're kind of goofy crazy couple kind of yes you are yeah so i you know always loved working out kept working out pretty much throughout my entire life and she was kind of pretty big into crossfit and a little bit of powerlifting all throughout high school yeah so she's like hey like let's go to the gym i'm like yeah definitely (laughs) so we go day one and i think i was late or something and I show up and she's already at the squat rack, a place I didn't visit since I left Weber <laughs> football, you know, training facility about a year after. She's like, hey, let's do legs. And I'm like, I think I haven't done legs in like a year. <laughs> you're like, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> and I go to spot her and she's doing a plate. So 135. And then she's like, all right, let's go up. Does two plates. Does, you know, quite a bit of reps. And then she's like, I think since you're here, I feel good. Like I'm going to max squat. So she put 315 on the bar and got it. I think she got it for like two or three reps. Cool. And I was like, okay. And she's like, okay, your turn now. And I'm like, whew. I got under 315 and it was a struggle. Like, I think I got it like one more rep than her just to, you know. And you couldn't walk the next day? No. Couldn't walk the next day. And she's like, like, you don't work out legs a lot, do you? I'm like, no.
0: At that time, nope. Nope. Definitely not. Now oh. I have to, but... I love it. I love it. So you met her in college here. Best thing that happened for you. Definitely. Because look at you now, where where your relationship is and everything. But take us back. You started, you started, you you quit school and you started selling. Yep. You started going, what did you do after that? It was summer sales, wasn't it? So I did summer sales for a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And that was all right, but it was pest. And I just. Wasn't for you. Yeah. 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 Long story short. And so then I started my own business doing window washing. Okay. So my brother-in-law did it kind of in a seasonal job because he was here and up in BYU. And when he was here, he would do it. And he's like, hey, come help me out. Like, it's pretty easy. Make a couple, like, we would make like three or 400 bucks in a day. That's good. And at that time, I'm like, that's legit. So
0: so, what drove you to start these businesses and start pursuing, like, what's, what was the purpose behind all that? So,
1: and honestly, I almost kind of fell into it. But then it was just like slow, like it wasn't like an aha moment, like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own my own businesses. But eventually it was just like, okay, like this window washing thing, I can go wash windows for four or five hours and make 500 bucks where I was working at the time. I was also working at Home Depot. I think I would make like 200 bucks in like a two week pay period because it's like part time. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like there's value here. Like I can, my, my time and, you know, my service. You got perspective in life. Exactly. A little bit
0: about, wait a second.
1: Yeah. It was actually funny. I was at uh, the Home Depot because that's where I worked for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I was with there with, our, with Jeremy, um, just helping to move some stuff. And I was like, man, when I worked here, I thought it was so cool when guys had like their badge. So I don't know if you, if you go to Home Depot, check it out. Like they have a badge of how many years they've worked at Home Depot they do yeah i haven't i have noticed yeah. that which is for I some mean, people it it's a Costco. great fit yeah. yeah for some people it's a great fit and some people but when i work there i'm like i can't wait till my badge says 10 years on it like that's gonna so be you,
0: legit you were, pl- <laughs> you were planning on working at home depot for a while at that time yeah because yeah. it, was, it was a fun gig it was enjoyable like it's something to do yeah just making 200 every every other month or every yeah. other week
1: when i was going to school so i was part-time yeah but i'm just like oh man like these guys are legit and not to bag on them at no. all anymore, but like, cause certain people it definitely fits them and they have a ton of joy and abundance in their exactly. life for what they do. Um, but just realizing like, Oh, like there's other opportunities in life that I can check out and do and, and see.
0: And who gave you that little plug? I mean, you, you mentioned it was your brother-in-law. He was washing windows too. Was it, did you get that, like that first glimpse of entrepreneurship yeah. from,
1: from family yeah. So I, I got that first glimpse probably from my brother-in-law doing windows. Okay. And then I went to my dad and I'm like, dad, like this kind of entrepreneurship thing is kind of cool. Like I, I really like it. What other opportunities do you think are out there for me? And so quick backstory, cause my dad is a very big part of my life and my story. Um, my dad first with my wife, he's my best friend. Yeah. Like ever since, like I've always, I've seen you guys in my hair. Yeah. You like, guys are,
0: yeah. you, you could tell.
1: Like, I think we've maybe fought a handful of times almost my entire life. Really? Yeah. Like, we're just super-duper close and tight, and respect is there and stuff. So he, uh, majority of his, I don't know, last 20 years or so, he's been in the city realm of things. So City of St. George, City of Washington, as the head of economic development. Mm -hmm. So he's a department head, and he oversaw all of the development that happened in St. George. And if you think back 20 years ago, because we're both in real estate. That's a lot of development. That was a lot of projects that he he was a part of. Yeah. And so with that, and he's like, hey, if you want to, you know, kind of get into this real estate thing, I know some people, you know, it might be a good fit for you. You enjoy sales. You enjoy talking to people, meeting new people. You might want to get your license. So then I started shadowing people that I knew were realtors. I'm like, hey, like it's a grind, but it's fun. You get to meet people and you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of saw the light there and then day by day by day, it just kind of progressed into more opportunities. And, and we talked about this a little bit last week, like for us, real estate is super awesome in itself, but it's super awesome because it's kind of the hub of most opportunities, whether it's meeting people, you know, your network is your net worth. Um, yeah understanding different concepts in the finance market or stocks or whatever. Like real estate really is one of those key hubs that allows us to kind of move around and learn and grow, start new businesses and just kind of expand.
0: Yeah. That's so true. And and I look back on my career and every, where I'm at today is because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I've gotten to know you. Yep. I mean, we got to know each other through real estate. Mm-hmm. I've had the privilege of coaching and helping and mentoring you throughout your last year and mm-hmm. continue to do so. Yep. And just to watch your growth, it's been amazing. Just Maybe. in the last year, yeah. like just to watch where you've come. I mean, when we first started, you gone, I don't believe in that. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Yep. To the point where, hey man, are we gonna role play? Because uh, I I gotta learn my script. I gotta yeah. I gotta learn what to yep. say a little bit better. Yep. I mean, just your your whole dynamics have shifted. Yeah. To the point where you're involved in now four different businesses, soon four, to be five. Five. I, yeah. There's you you've ones. become a legit business owner mm-hmm. with um, a couple startups. I know you and your wife have one coming up. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. But you've got a couple starting with your dad as well, mm-hmm. um, which are awesome, awesome opportunities. And all those came from what? From your network, yeah, of definitely growing your network and and learning and building value for other people, hundred percent. So why is it important for you to bring value to others? So
1: just a little side note on that, like I feel like majority of those businesses wouldn't have started without the initial thought of like, oh hey that's lacking in X marketplace. Like people need this service or people need this whatever. And it was never like, oh, I can make this much amount of money in starting this business. Like it never really was that mindset initially, which is kind of cool because it just is way more fulfilling. It's building businesses. You're serving. It's not stressful. Like you're just there to serve, to grow, to help. And it's,
0: yeah. I honestly think we overcomplicate it as a society. Yeah. When people talk about, I want to start a business. Well, you want to start a business, go find a need and bring value to that need. Yep. Period. That's really what it comes down to. It's a transfer of value. It's a transfer of value. Stop trying to get paid for the time you put in and start getting paid for the value you bring. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is be a solution seeker. Definitely. And start businesses with those solutions. That's what, that's what it takes. Yep. I mean, it's actually pretty simple to start a business. Yeah, it really is. If you really think about it. Totally. Find it, see a need, fill a need. Isn't yep. that what they say on that Disney show? Whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't mm-hmm. know which one it is, but, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It is. It's very true. So let's talk about that for a little bit. I mean, through your real estate career, you've been able to, um, I mean, I've seen your net worth and or your network mm-hmm. grow substantially over oh, yeah. just this last year. Yep how has that impacted your life and and what value do you bring to those people Ooh, so that those are two really big <laughs> questions i know they are. um i think real life well i
1: have a lot of thoughts when i think of you know meeting people of either high net worth or high network i guess we could call it um people of influence people who have multiple businesses billionaires that i've been able to work with or serve um and it's crazy because a lot of them you look at them and you're like dang like that dude's got his stuff together, like systematic or whatever his niche is. Like, that's crazy. He's a master of his craft of whatever that is. And then sometimes you meet people and you're like, how the heck is this dude that successful? (laughs) Like really though. And so it it, it kind of puts, it kind of puts perspective to like, okay, if I want to be somebody of influence, I can do that. Like the money will follow. I'm not worried about the money. It's how do I truly bring value in a marketplace Uh that is needing. And so that's kind of the
0: biggest thing that I've seen with the network. What was the other part of the question? Well, and what value you answered it. It's like, what value do you bring to that? Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to.
1: I mean, ultimately it really is like in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, what is, what's lacking in this project or what's lacking in the system that we have and being able to research and study and find and network and find other people and bring them on board. um, And just kind of being a gap filler.
0: I, I love what you said there, that you look at some people and, and they've got their shit together. I mean, yeah. you look at somebody who's like, man, you just walk wealth. Like you can yeah. just tell you're a wealthy guy, you're a business owner, you can tell. Yep. And then you look at these other guys going, how in the hell? Like <laughs> seriously? And you have that thought going, man, if he can do it, anybody can do it. Yep. Why do you think that guy is successful? Honestly, because, which this is kind of, it's simple
1: and it sounds crazy. He just believed in himself.
0: Perfect. That's exactly right. It comes down to mindset, mm-hmm. and I wanted it, i wanted that to come from you because I—I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It all comes down from confidence and mindset, and that abundance mentality. Yep. I mean, when we first started working together, what was the very first thing that we talked about? Well, we talked about a lot. I time. know, but like, <laughs> we we do talk about a lot of stuff. But it all comes down to your number one. Your number one value that you bring is your own mindset.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yep if you don't have your mindset put together and if you don't believe in yourself, how can you portray that and give to others? Yeah. You gotta be selfish before you become selfless. Yep. Especially
1: in the market that we're in where it's saturated, right? We have a lot of competitors, a lot of people we work against essentially. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't see your own value in yourself and like hold yourself accountable and being able to build your own confidence in what you do to serve others, very difficult to find business. Because yeah. if you don't believe in yourself, it's hard for other people to see that yeah. as
0: well. How, why is mindset so important to you? I mean Mind, you just yeah. start, you just started but mm-hmm. like why has that been such a focus for you because've I've noticed it's become even more of a focus now hundred
1: percent why so and this really which I hate to go back, but like no,
0: go back it's fine.
1: So for me, my mindset is what keeps my life and my business businesses consistent expand on that. So being able to be consistent in my mindset, because mindset kind of does change. It evolves, it grows, it sometimes diminishes on certain aspects of life, whether you have a hardship in life or, you know, have a challenge and you're just like, Oh, like I see my mindset. I I understand who I am. Well,
0: well, let me ask you this question. Sorry to cut you off. What's your definition of mindset? I mean, when you're explaining that, but what is your definition of mindset? Hmm. Let me think about that one for a minute. Cause I think it's changed a
1: lot over the, over the last year. (laughs) Uh, For me, mindset is kind of, it goes a lot with how you hold yourself accountable. Like your mindset is how you believe or portray what you want to be or become in society does that make sense? Like yeah. my mindset is ultimately who I want to become, whether it can be a saying, right? You have sayings or quotes or whatever, and those mindsets can play in, or those quotes can play into your mindset. Yeah. But I think ultimately for me, my mindset is like kind of like my own life motto, but it always is changing. Like it's it's hard for me to explain it because it really does change
0: and grow. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I love what you said. Your mindset is who you are and who you are becoming. Yeah. It's that confidence and belief that you have in yourself that you are becoming more every single day. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the greats always say, if you're not growing, you're what? Dying. You're dying. And if that's in business, that's in, I mean, how hard is it when you're, we can equate this to, to working out. Mm -hmm. Those are usually what I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the 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 metaphors that it's I use. Metaphor, yeah. It is. If you stop working your legs, what happens? Your it's wife small. starts out squatting, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Yep. You know, if you stop doing those curls, what happens? You stop can, doing you, you start eating like shit, what happens? Mm-hmm. You start getting this little pudge that I've got going right now <laughs> that right. I gotta get back in the gym for. <laughs> right. But it really is. Yeah. It's it's so hard, it's so easy. It's so interesting to me that how easy. And how quick you can lose progression. Yeah.
1: And I think that's kind of what I was trying to explain with like mindset and how it changes and can get diminished. Because sometimes life happens, right? Mm -hmm. We try to be as consistent as we can with our schedule, with our goals, you know, with our to-do lists and things that we have to keep us on track. But life slaps us across the face every once in a while. Oh, it does. And it's hard to, when you have that consistency challenge or, you know, you're, you're not as consistent, whether it's with eating or working out or prospecting or whatever aspect in your business or life, like it's hard to keep that mindset, that motivation, that consistency and bring it back. Cause it's easy. It's like, it's like pushing a car. Yeah. It's really easy to push a car when it's already moving, but when it's at a dead stop. And you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get the momentum back. That's the hardest thing. So a lot of people ask me, like, you've been working out for years now. How do you stay so consistent? I'm like, well, I just haven't stopped.
0: Well, and I, I think also, for, and if mistake me if I'm wrong, yeah. you change the programming within your workouts. Like, you were really big in powerlifting. And then I've seen this shift going, I'm going to go into bodybuilding now. Mm-hmm. And that just happened a few years ago and on top of that you went and hired a what coach a coach let's talk about that why 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 is that important to you in that transition Mm -hmm. again you never stopped working out no you've always consistently worked out but the workouts have shifted and changed within the workouts that you're doing Mm -hmm. the gym yep and that all came down to a coach Mm -hmm. why is coaching so important to you so coaching is important for a lot of aspects and I'll try to
1: touch up on some key ones that I've learned. But so since I was little and I, I was thinking about this kind of mentally preparing, <laughs> cause I knew it would come up in this podcast. Um, ever since I was little, I always got coached, right? Football with my dad, you know, training for sports, training for whatever. I always had a coach. Yep. You always have a coach, T-ball coach, high school football coach. You always have coaches, then you adult and you graduate from high school and you move on in life. And then
0: what you, you kind of don't you, have a coach. <laughs> you, you turn that coach into a boss. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. That's usually what it is. I never thought about that, but yeah. I mean, really yeah. think yeah. about it like yeah. you convert it, but is a boss really a coach? No, no. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so coaching with you, there's a lot of values that I understood that in turn, I saw that was lacking in my bodybuilding goals. Right. So, With you, I understand the biggest thing is accountability because it's very easy. You know, when you give me my goals of, okay, I need to prospect with this many contacts per day. Mm -hmm. Super easy. If I didn't have you there, it'd be like, oh, that's okay. I'm only at 19. The goal is 20, but you know, 19 is close enough. And I didn't realize that 20 is all the difference. That one last call, the one last thing is really where the growth happens. Yep. And so... Having there somebody there that was accountable, that sees what you're doing, and has done it before, right? Obviously, you've been in real estate many more years than I have, and so you can kind of teach me and train me. And you see, maybe I had a bad day with my family or friends or whatever, and you're like, "Hey, like this is how you get back on the path. Yep. This is what you need to change: either your mindset, motivation, whatever." Um, and so, with coaching for bodybuilding, I realized I could become a YouTube guru, right? Spend all this time. And try to understand all the different muscle fibers and all the different training strategies and all this and all that. Or I could hire somebody that's a professional at it that coaches it. And so I pay him because he has the knowledge and understanding of this bodybuilding world so that I don't have to go and spend all that time learning it. Because now I'm slowly transferring and realizing my time is more valuable than the money.
0: It would be, it's fair to say then it speeds up your progression, 100%. If you choose to,
1: yes, allow it to. Still got to do the work. You still got to do hard the work. work. It's really but, hard work, but it, it saves you up and it frees you up. And it honestly, it saves you a ton of time and money if you think about it in the long run. Because it, if you don't have a coach, you're basically relying on trial and error, huh. which I'm, sucks. It's true, which really sucks. Like yeah. the hardest times in your life, you look back in whatever aspect of it, and your trial, you're going through trial and error, and it's tough because you're always going to have to trial and have the airs before you see any fruits of your labor. It's true. But when you have a coach, it's simple to be like, hey bro, like this just happened. Mentally I'm at a zero where how do I fix this? And nine times out of, well, 10 times out of 10 when I'm coaching with you, you're like, hey, this is what you need to do. Sometimes it's like, bro, you need to take a break. Like get out of the office, go golf, go work out, go do something where I, I would have mind. never thought of that. I would have been like, oh, like this Why? guy is falling, you know? <laughs> it's true. And so for me, coaching is huge. Now I have two or three different coaches in my life that I use and a huge value. Like you can almost not put a price tag to it because of the growth that I've already seen in a year, you know? Yeah. And in both, excuse me, both aspects of coaching with you, life coaching mentality, business, as well as with my bodybuilding coach.
0: I love what you said. And it's, it's that whole concept of that one more. Ed Mm Milette wrote the book, the one more. And if you haven't read his book, I just go get his book. Like I started reading it a little bit and I want to finish it. But that whole concept of one more, that one more call how, how many times have, I, have we heard you're one phone call away in business to changing your whole life? Mm-hmm. And, and I guarantee it, it, it the, the exact same thing is with your bodybuilding coach. That one more rep is where your fibers are going to start building. Mm-hmm. It's that one more. How yep. often does he tell you, no, keep going? Yep. And how are your muscles feeling? Like, I can't. Yeah. I literally can't. But you still pull that one more rep out because yeah. that's where the growth happens.
1: And I think the biggest thing too, it's just that one more concept that I really hold true to myself is mm-hmm. say I don't write with the 19 aspect, the 19 calls to, versus the 20 calls. If I only do 19 calls, I'm going to go home that night thinking I didn't give it my best effort. What right? if? I'm going to be regretting. I'm going to be like, oh. And when I have that regret in my mind- Self-doubt comes in. I start struggling, you know, stressing, anxiety. But when I go and do my 20, 20th call, I can go home and be like, hey, I did everything I was supposed to today. Yeah. doesn't matter the outcome. I don't control the outcomes. I just control
0: my work ethic. You control the progress that you have. or You, you basically put trust in the journey. Yeah. Which is,
1: which is awesome because
0: then you're not judging your successes strictly
1: on your successes. You're exactly. Jud- you're judging, or at least your growth. You're judging your growth
0: on your work on the work ethic you put in. Yeah. And that's really what it all comes down to. I mean, you gotta, uh, it's not about achieving the goal. No. I think I've said this many times, even on this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins. It's not about achieving the goal. It's about who you become in the process
1: mm-hmm. of achieving it. Yep.
0: And I think that's People forget that they put their eye so close to the destination. I'm going to reach this point. I'm going to reach that point. But when you get there, go, man, what's next? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because even I don't care who you are. I'm a firm believer in this. There's no, there's no top. There's no limit. Even like you think of the most successful, who are the most successful people right now that we're hearing about? I mean, you got Bezos, you got Mm -hmm. Musk and what are they doing right now? Think about it. Trying to go to Mars. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. Because there's always a next level. Mm -hmm. There's always a next level. Yeah. Like, well, I can't figure anything out on this earth. So I'm going to freaking Mars to do it. that's where they're going. Because the chemistry makes sense. And I was like, (laughs) does it though? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, man. Well, tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, your bodybuilding. Let's go into that a little bit. Because I'm intrigued. Because I... I do too. Love working out. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm an avid. I've been in the CrossFit realm for a long time. Been a coach, um, yeah. off and on for, for Years. a while. I don't do it. any I don't coach anymore just cause time, time mm-hmm. constraint. Um, But the one thing I do love about the CrossFit part portion of it is how much it pushed me to become a better human being just in the gym. It gave me the confidence that, holy crap, I can actually go finish something. Yeah. I can go finish a workout and push myself to finish something. Yeah. That's what I love about it. What fulfillment do you get out of your workouts and and this Mm -hmm. bodybuilding that you're going down? And I think,
1: I kind of brought this before, but like for me, working out is like the pillar of of consistency in my life, if that makes sense. Okay. With that being said, consistency in in a lot of things, right? Sometimes I'll be coming home and I'm ticked off or mad and Sarah will literally just grab my gym bag, hand it to me, and be like, see ya. Like, go to the gym. Like, you need it. And so it's, it's become that. But ultimately, the reason why I think I've made it that way is because fitness in general, like working out, whatever – Type, it's tough. It's hard. You have to do it every single day for increments of growth. Say that one more time. I like that. So fitness, right? You work out hard, whether it's CrossFit, bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever. You bust your butt. Like I threw up twice yesterday in my leg workout. Like eating all these meals, doing all these things. Like I'm kicking my butt as hard as I can. Yeah. Just to see incremental growth. Very it's slow so true. incremental growth. And that's why a lot of people can't grasp it because they're like, Hey, what's this quick and easy thing? What's this shake? What's this workout? What is this? And it's like, what
0: pill can I take that make me lose all if the you weight? you want to truly become healthy, it's slow
1: incremental growth. And I think if you can grasp that concept and apply it to life, into business, into entrepreneurship and realizing yeah, but you hear those crazy stories, right? Oh, I started this business
0: and in two years I sold it for millions of dollars. Cool. That doesn't happen to everybody. But you really think about it. How, how long even they started the business, mm-hmm. but yet they were still working on it five years prior. Oh, yeah. And that's what
1: you usually... You get what I'm saying? You get, you get like the headline, the like clickbait be, type titles or Beezle's, stories.
0: Bezos started Amazon in like the 80s. Yeah. You realize that or yeah. the 90s or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's just now gotten to the point where it's been there for a few years but yeah but how long is that overnight success been yeah you know mm-hmm. i love that it's the incremental growth every mm-hmm. single day and that consistency let's talk about consistency yeah because so, i think that's a big point that in coaching i know in general is how often do we hear and say if you, it doesn't matter this. And I, I, it goes back to that guy that's, you look at him going, dude, if he can do it, anybody can. <laughs> How consistent do you think that dude is? Usually pretty consistent. Yeah. It's not about talent. No. You said it yourself. Let's yeah. go back. Uh-huh. You weren't the most talented in football. No. But yet you went to college and played ball for Weaver State. Mm hmm. It wasn't your athleticism that did it. It was your consistency through the workout and working on yourself that did yep. it. Yep. The incremental growth. Mm-hmm. Apply that to business. It's the consistency. Yep. So what do you do on a consistent basis every single day to keep your mindset and everything in check? So
1: obviously I work out every morning, which is how I start my day. Um, workout, go home, shower, eat whatever. Come to the office, and I always plan my day i sit there i have a big old i'm old school sometimes so i have a big old even though i have my ipad i have a big old paper planner <laughs> you do that i, I plan love it. through and for me it's just good to like get away because you can be on the ipad and then instagram pops up mm-hmm. or whatever a pops up a notification and mentally it's hard to stay focused but when you're just on paper you can be like okay hey, this is what i already know my appointments are and then you know with my block schedule how do i make this day as efficient as i can Yeah, and so being able to have that time to really set that aside and plan out my day, which I learned from you through coaching, (laughs) but understanding how to make that efficient is huge because your day is always going to change. You're going to have curveballs, issues, especially in real estate. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And right now, even more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so being able to change and move helps a ton when you have a plan. When you have something scheduled, something set. Um, And it kind of, not to go back to the whole gym thing, but like with consistency, I think for me, being consistent at the gym helps a ton, especially with real estate and where we're at right now with interest rates. You can be consistent at the gym because it's you versus you. Mm-hmm. It's you saying, hey, this is what I'm doing to make myself 1% better today. Then you can go to the office and realize, okay, shiz is hitting the fan. Left and right, like I can't control this. I can't control the interest rates. I don't know if you can. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like for me, the gym brings that consistency full circle in my life because it's that's the one thing when I wake up, I go to the gym, period. Yep. Because that's the one thing I can control. Then whatever happens, Ibs and flows, I got my schedule set. I just kind of do the best I can with what's what's
0: given to me. But it's fair to say that you can still control what happens in your own businesses. Totally. I mean, really think about it. How many, how often have you pivoted? Recently, like a ton. A ton. (laughs) Because you've been able to sit back and you have that plan. Mm -hmm. Shit gets, hits the fan and you've been able, well, that plan doesn't work so I can shift to this and Mm -hmm. let's go this way. Yep. You may come up with a, a speed bump. But you're able to go over that speed bump because you still have that momentum. Mm -hmm. If you hit a speed bump and you don't have any momentum, what happens to your car? It stops. You've still got that momentum. And that's consistency. Mm -hmm. And I love it how you tie your personal life into business. I mean, if you don't have your personal life together, is your business going to be together? No. No. Not at all. So let's go back a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about your wife and her business and what you guys are starting because I think this will be a good plug for everybody that, Mm -hmm. you know, let's start plugging it now, man. So, So and it was really
1: cool. Like, obviously my life, my wife is like the biggest and greatest blessing in my life, hands down and will ever be. Um, so when we started, right, we were both kind of going to school. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, Hey babe, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I want to be something called an entrepreneur. Just don't know what yet. I don't even know what that word means. Yeah. And so financially, she really supported us, you know, yeah. kind of doing the mundane nine to five jobs where I could, you know, spend some time to kind of play in this fairy tale real estate <laughs> land. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that helped me be able to start my business, get set, you know, build the savings because who knows, you know, what the future held at that point. Yep. Got into real estate and I started doing pretty well. The market was a little tough, you know, um, you always had your challenges, but especially now there's a little bit more challenges that we're all working through in the real estate world. But you're still selling, you're still, Mm -hmm. you still got deals going. Yeah. And so she got to a point where she was working pretty high up at a job that wasn't giving her a raise. And it was tough because she was just, you know, having a rough time with it. So I was just like, whatever, like, let's just go on a date, you know, take a breather. We went to In-N-Out. In and Out was offering the amount that she was hoping to get on her raise as a night worker at In and Out. <laughs> so she's in the medical field working as a high up assistant, trying to get like a 20 cent raise where In and Out workers were getting paid more than her. Yeah. And that destroyed her.
0: It's that whole concept uh, an employee, you get paid for the position, not the person that you are. Mm-hmm.
1: So that destroyed her. And it was really, really tough. But luckily, at that point financially, we had a decent savings. I'm like, babe, put in your two weeks. After that, okay, go ahead.
0: No, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, Because I remember you coming to me and going, Sarah's going through this, 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 and I remember telling you, have her quit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're like, I wait, can do that? Now. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I said, yeah. I mm-hmm. was like, can you support her? Do you feel like you can? Mm-hmm. And what would you say? Yeah, definitely, have her quit. Mm-hmm. She's not happy. Have her quit. Nope. Yep. And you came back that next day with a big smile. <laughs> yep. She put her two weeks in. Yep.
1: I loved it. So go yep. on. And so so she did quit like literally that next day, yeah. which was a uh, hard, like she's loyal. Like she always says if she was a uh, an animal, she'd be a golden retriever just because. They're loyal to her. So yeah. she was into the brand, into the company, like pretty decently high up. And I'm like, babe, like you need to do this for your mental health, for everything, like you need to do it. She did it. I was super proud of her, and then she's like, hey, okay, now what?" <laughs> now I'm like, "Well, we don't know, but I was just like, hey, put in your two weeks. You know, give them, give them their, give them your best for those two weeks. You know, leave on good terms. Yep. And then we literally planned like, hey, you have a month to do whatever you want. If you want to go home and visit your family in Wyoming for a couple of weeks or a week, do it. If you want to, maybe we go on a trip, whatever. Let's do it. But take this time to just take a breather yeah and see what life because she was 20, 20 21 at the time let's see what you really want to do because she had aspirations of being a nurse and those kind of diminished and then she's like i just don't know who i am what i want to do all those kinds of things and so in that time something that she hasn't done for years is she started drawing yeah that was just her vice her her therapy and i was like okay art how can we make this into a business (laughs) your entrepreneurship (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like well i know picasso sold a lot of (laughs) you know artwork for a good amount of money no but so then she got her nails done that day or you know sometime around there and she's like i think i want to like learn to do nails like be a nail tech And I'm like, okay. And I didn't really even know. You're like, what what is that? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, so you're going to go paint like my three year old niece has painted my fingernails. Like, that's (laughs) that's what you're going to do. And she's like, no, look. And she showed me all these art designs on nails. And she's like, I can do that. I was like, all right. Right. She found a course. It was not cheap to just go in, but it was like kind of a fast track process. So I was like, okay, let's do it. You know, throw the money down, do the course, do your hours. And she took off. She it. really has.
0: She, she, It's nuts. And she is an amazing artist. Yeah. You've shown show me pictures of mm-hmm. some of the stuff she does. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. On a freaking nail? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. And so she took off with it, um, ran. And then once she got fully licensed after her little apprenticeship, I think her books filled in two weeks. Really? Like she could not take any more clients after her first two weeks, which is like pretty unheard of. Yeah. And so since then, it's been going great. We've been, you know, I've been doing my real estate thing and my other businesses. She's been doing this Nell Tech thing. And we're like, okay, hey, now what? Yeah. What's next? You know, what's the next level? And uh, we're, not to say too much, but essentially we're, we're starting online courses so that people, whether you're a single mom that lives in a rural area that doesn't have Nell Tech services or salons, you can kind of go and follow kind of a te- step-by-step tutorial or if you are a licensed nail tech, it's how to get better at nail art so that you're able to really grow your business and be able to make it bring in more income and revenue. Um, because that's kind of the gig in, and yeah. in being in the nail tech world is if you can do quick nail art or, you know, be kind of diverse, it helps grow your business. And so she's been able to do it fairly quickly. And so it's like, let's make a course out of that. Like we can teach people how to grow their business I mean, in the th-
0: world. I think it's important to say that it was through networking. Totally. And your network <laughs> that mm-hmm. you were able to find the people to help you accomplish these online courses. Yeah. So I probably golf too much, and you know that.
1: I do. <laughs> <And> you're <laughs> bet- one of my, you're yep. better than me now because of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so one of my good buddies, who we just happen to golf a lot, his wife does the sim- similar similar. Similar. Goodness. Similar (laughs) concept, but with eyelashes. So she teaches courses, does it as a eyelash artist. And so they're kind of our partner buddies in starting this company together. And so it's been super fun because we're already friends. Like we would go on double dates together and hang out and do dinner and stuff. And they're like, yeah, like we can literally like plug and play. Like it's It's a no brainer. Yeah. That's awesome. And so we're really excited for... When does that launch? So we're probably mid spring realistically to,
0: to launch it correctly. Cool. Yeah. That's good. Well, I definitely have to put more plugs in it for you. Yeah. (laughs) Help you get some, help you get some followers and everything. And you're, you're in multiple other businesses. Let's talk about your other, I mean, yes, we understand no real estate's one, Mm -hmm. but you've diverged off and, and, and you're now working with um, Matt, your dad, Mm -hmm. Um, development, engineering, you name it, you guys do it, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So my dad, who's in the economic city realm for a while, he realized he saw me, and he didn't do this before, right? He, he saw me in my real estate gig as a realtor grinding, right? Mm-hmm. Calling people and showing houses and doing all these things to kind of grow this business. And he's like, I can help him. And he, he told me, he's like, are you really, and he knows me because I'm like a zero to 100 kind of guy. He's like, you're really invested in this real estate thing. I'm like, yeah, dad, this is what I'm going to do until I die. I'm going to do real estate. Yeah. He's like, cool. Good to know that very, like two weeks later, he put in his two weeks (laughs) at the city after almost 20 years, kind of rolled the dice a little bit on terms of retirement and things um, to go out and start this development business, essentially, where his craft or his huge value piece that he brings is he understands the entitlement process for developments Right, so the back, you know this, but the back kind of, of yeah. Sharing to the the followers, viewers, in development, you have to build out these blueprints, show all these plans, and then you have to give them to the city mm-hmm. under codes and books and things. That's its own language, and say, hey, this is what we want to do. Can we do it? And the city either says yay or nay. Yep. And developers spend a lot of time, a lot of money, and if you get more nays than yays. You become, you have issues really quickly. His time is money in that realm. And if you can't perform.
0: You can't do it. You can't do
1: it. Yeah. And not, I mean, I probably am biased because he's my dad, but I really do think he's probably the best at that, especially in Southern Utah, maybe in Utah.
0: Well, I think, I think it comes down to the relationships that he's able to build. Definitely. I mean, he is. You just walk into the room with him and he's just, he's a dynamic man. Yeah. Really awesome guy.
1: And so that understanding of the cities, how cities work, because you have councilmen, it's, it's a, it's an orchestrated. Oh, it's all politics. Perform. Yeah. Performance. And so you have to work with the politics. You have to work with the codes and regulations and the rules and you have to work, you know, you have to orchestrate a lot for Mm -hmm. your plans to get approved. And he's very gifted at that. And so. He started a land consulting company first, which essentially that's what it is, right? You have a developer. They say, hey, I want to do this. Go find the plans. Go get it approved. That's how I pay you. Yep. So he started running running with that. And one of his best friends is one of the top engineers in southern Utah. He said, let's build our own company. So he started land consulting, American land consulting. And then they partnered with American engineering and land surveying um and those were kind of the two partner companies and then since then he's brought me on as a land consultant as well which kind of helps with being in the real estate market already yep. understanding what houses can sell for what lots can sell for sizes all those things that we kind of work through um so it's been really fun that's to awesome. be able to work alongside him on those development uh companies and teams uh, and then recently <laughs> Me and my dad, which is fun because you know me, I'm all over the place, yeah. And, and that's just how I am like, I that's how I grow, thrive, move, whatever. Um, and my dad's <laughs> the exact same way. Um, and so since then, we've through our development efforts in one of our projects that is pretty big, it's about 1800 acres. That'll probably be a 15 year long, maybe longer it's kind project. Kind of small, I mean, come on, I'm just <laughs> to...
0: yeah. yeah, it's good. Uh, small.
1: Uh, but but through those efforts, we were able to partner with a company that does. Developments, but then they also do on the side of this other company, which is merchant sales. So they're partnered with uh, Native Lands, um, and not to get too into it, but essentially because they're partnered that way, they're able to give different businesses, I guess, better interest rates on their credit fees, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's a big long process, and basically anybody that uses a credit card or debit card. We can help them out. We can look at their uh, merchant statements and see if it makes sense, what we can do for them. Usually we can. It just is on terms of how much, does it make sense, those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of a really fun new avenue because I've been in real estate so heavily for, uh, probably for the last four or five years that now it's kind of something that's a little bit different that's fun. It so. just
0: gives you something else to to go build, yeah. have fun. Yep. That's awesome, man. So what's the future for Bowman Lou? building these businesses. I think ultimately it's building businesses, but the cool
1: thing is in all of this craziness, the one thing that's consistent is the network. Interesting. Because, you know, I can sell somebody a house who owns a business. I can help them with merchant sales. I can help them, you know, invest. I can help them. There's a lot of opportunities But it's cool when you're able to build a network, especially a network of people that you can call your friends. Yes. Because then it's just fun. Yep. Every single day, it doesn't matter if I'm doing merchant sales, doing real estate, doing developments, doing the nail business. Mm -hmm. I can move around. And then when I'm working with friends, it's a win. It's a, the day's a win.
0: It's so awesome that you say that. Because I was actually listening to something this morning. I don't want to, I don't remember what it was, but the gentleman said, he's like, life is built on relationships mm-hmm. our whole life yep everything that we do who we become who we are is all built off of the relationships that we have in our life mm-hmm. everything the value you, we bring the transactions we make the transformations we make everything is off starts with a relationship mm-hmm. it could be a relationship that, we talk to, even if I talked to one guy in the grocery store and that's the only time I ever talked to him, I still built a relationship with that guy. Yep. Everything is built off of relationships. And if we go through life thinking about, Hey, I'm just building relationships. How much more fulfilled is life going to be? Way more fulfilling. How many more people, like you said, like I've got all these businesses in place where I can serve every single person in every aspect. And if they need my service great. if not, it's okay. Yeah. I still built the relationship. Yep, and it,
1: it, it's crazy. I don't know, like especially with us, right? With real estate, interest rates shot up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the realtors, the twelve hundred some odd in our county, were like the sky is falling. Yeah. Oh no. Oh shit! Like we're done for. This is crazy. It's the end of the world. Yep. And it and it's true. Like it 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 sucks that we have to live that way, but kind of my new epiphany or mindset that I thought of is instead of thinking about how many contacts or how many, you know, numbers can I get in my statistics of success in in real estate for this example, if you instead looked at it as how many people can I serve today? What are their names? What are their businesses? What are their kids? You know, what do they do? How old are they? And really building a relationship with that person your life is so much more fulfilling and less stressful when you realize, hey, I just made a great friend. Yeah. I don't know when that'll financially pay off. Because obviously, right, we don't do this for free. Like, exactly. we have to get paid sometime, but You do. Being able to build that business mindset of, hey, made a great guy, I don't know if it'll pay off. It will, though, it at will. one point whether I'm helping him or he's helping me or vice versa multiple times through the next year, yep. you know, or 10 years or 20 years.
0: I think that is the, the true, um, what's the word meaning mm-hmm. of being su- successful, Yeah, building relationships and, and, and <clears throat> actually serving people for who they are and not looking at them as a paycheck walking around No.
1: It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. There's kind of a little side note. Me and my dad were actually talking similar to this topic. And if you know my dad, like, so I've been in a lot of conferences, a lot of seminars, met hundreds of people that know my dad. Uh-huh. I have not once heard anybody say anything negative about my dad. And it's almost the complete opposite. They're like, oh my goodness, you're, hit, you're Matt Lou's dad or son. He's your dad. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dang, you have big shoes to fill. And I'm like, <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, but talking about this, he's built his connections and his net worth by being a people person, right? We talk about yep. this being in the people business. Our our topic that, or our thing that we were talking about, me and my dad, is that we realized and we kind of analyzed ourselves and he's not a people person personality. Huh. He's actually kind of more introverted, and same with me. Like, my happy place is maybe on vacation with my wife or at the gym. Yeah, it's not with multiple people or in big crowds or in big groups. It's not. But we we've, we've become people peep, or we've people, or we become people people, people.
0: person peep? person people. I don't know how you say that.
1: People persons. We've been <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> uh, we've been in the or we're we've become part of the people business by skill set, not yeah. by personality. Huh. I think when people realize, because a lot of times people are like, oh, like they get really intimidated by becoming a people person, right? Mm-hmm. Of talking to multiple people and serving other people. And it, it really brings them out of their comfort zone. But realizing that it is not only a personality, but a skill set that you can acquire
0: over time is huge. That's huge, Bo. I mean, if you really think about that, like it's so true in sales in in just life in general it's where you know they say like the best sales skill you can make or that you can acquire is the the art of persuasion yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i don't think that's true no i think it's the art of communication Mm -hmm. because through communication you can persuade yeah through communication you can build rapport Mm -hmm. through communication you can serve yeah so the better we can communicate with others and one thing I know about communication is 80% of it is shutting the F up Yeah, and just listening. Yep. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Ask a question and genuinely care about the answer that they give. Yep. I forget that a lot. My wife reminds me of that too. Yep. I, I do forget that. Because <laughs> I'm like, ah, this, 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 this. Yep. She's like, just calm down, you mm-hmm. know? But it's so true. It's the art of communication and it's a skill set. Yeah. That's huge. I love that. Yeah.
1: And it's crazy too, because, so just, uh, we were in a big meeting, me and my dad, yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? And we're negotiating contracts for this whole merchant sell thing. I truly believe the best sales person is a man of service. The reason why I say that is you can be a salesperson, right? And and we know this because we go to listing appointments, right? Where we're, okay, you know... does everything look good? This is my service. Sign the contract. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This is my service. This is why I'm so awesome. And this is why I should get the standard 6% on real estate commissions, three for me and three for the buyer's agent. Yeah. It's a pitch. Mm -hmm. This is why you should give me that. But instead of, I don't know, putting it that way, realizing it's like, Hey, what do you need done in this service? You know, what is there? okay, we will do that for you because we have this in place. And literally in our meeting yesterday, they're like, okay, we never give this percentage of commission or whatever, but we're going to give it to you guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Like my dad didn't ask for nothing. He didn't, you know, say like, this is why we are so great or so grand. We literally just showed him a glimpse of our network here in Southern Utah, our people skills, because it's skills. It's not personality, at least for us. Yep. And they're like, hey, we love this. It's a partnership and it's a pretty, it's not very transparent type of a business market. Yeah. They they both explained that they've been burned many times in this business to because as it's banks and finances and different stuff. And they're like, we trust you guys. That was a meeting of like 40 minutes.
0: And it all came down to the value that you brought. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with you. It's, it all comes down to the value. You got paid that commission for the value you bring, not the time Mm -hmm. you spent, the value you bring. Yep. I think that's what's miss missed in the sales industry, whether it's door to door, real estate, I don't care. Sales, car sales. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. It's bring value and you will get paid 10 times more than you think if you just have to sell them. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's kind of cool though. Because obviously my dad's put in years of work, right? This is his overnight success of 20 years. Exactly. Um, But it's cool because we work with a lot of different people, right? Mm -hmm. Millionaires, billionaires, you know, high capital companies that we work with on a daily basis. And it's really fun because we don't have to negotiate at all. Yeah. We say, hey, this is our service. And essentially they say, okay, this is what we'll pay you. If it's a fair price, then we agree to it. But if it's not, if it's shaky, if the communication is off, my dad's like, Hey, no, no deal. Huh. Cause we got 10 other people that are willing to do the exact same thing. And so it's kind of cool that when you're able to become a person or a salesman of service as, or a service oriented salesperson,
0: the business just comes to you after it's, it's taking the salesmanship out of it and actually just becoming a leader in your industry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. and it, you, And we it, talk a lot about this, but it's essentially just removing the fear. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, I need this still. I need this to go through. You know, I, I'm going to do everything I can. And I was that guy for a lot of years <laughs> in my real estate business. Like, I'll wash your dog to sell your house. <laughs> like, I'll walk him and wash him for a month if you let me sell your house. Kind yep. of thing. Bending completely over backwards, which in certain circumstances, maybe it's needed. But in most, you're a professional. Do what you're a professional in. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so being able to remove the fear of, okay, like... If we say no to this guy, oh no, what's going to happen. Like we already know we have people, books of people that we can do business with. Yeah, So the fridge gone.
0: I love that. I love that, Bo. Well, Bo, thank you. I think we're wrapping up. We've been, we've been on, we've been talking for a while now, man. Yeah. We usually talk. Around. I know. know. <laughs> Bo, thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. Thanks for, for, for being on. Been. It's way really fun. It's i uh, I'm excited to see your growth and where you're going thank in you. your life. And I mean, you're just begun. You're young, you and your wife you guys are going to do extraordinary things and i'm just grateful that i get to be a part of it so thank you thank for you. allowing me to be a part of it i hope to well we're going to be more friends and coach <laughs> and all the above yep. sooner or later i'm going to have you coaching me <laughs> the way the nope. route you're going nope. you're doing awesome man thank you proud Appreciate of you it. and thanks, thanks for you. having me so okay buddy awesome